views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Follow host Sarah Main on her ongoing journey of conscious confidence and gain timeless wisdom to unleash unparalleled confidence. A conscious confidence. Learn to ignite the living spark of wisdom, a new narrative for fulfillment contained in Sanskrit and the ancient, powerful, engaging, and fun conscious conversations to discover your own magnificent true self. Learn to dispel the fear shadow as Sarah provides essential knowledge about embracing change and the power of transformation. Get ready. Conscious Confidence starts now. Wow. Hey, everyone. Do we have a show for everyone today? Um, I'm so thrilled to introduce all of you again to Sarah Main. Now, the reason that I'm really excited about this is because today's show is truly timeless. You know, what does this mean? What does it look like? And how is it in our society today that we are so drawn to the ancient teachings, so drawn to ancient Sanskrit. Its power, relevance to conscious confidence is what we're going to talk about today. And I love being able to have Sarah join us here and take this on as her show, her message, and what what is being brought into the world in such an incredible way. For many of you, you've you've watched the last show on Facebook. Today's show, we're going to be doing something very cool during the breaks. Very rarely do we have a show where we talk about something and then can demonstrate the power of it. And today's show is one of those shows. Um, if you're thinking about what exactly are we talking about, you're going to hear today how Sarah is going to take us on a journey, what it was like for her to study this beautiful, beautiful language, but also the meaning. And why is it in our culture today that our pop icons are getting tattoos, our blockbuster movies have mantras in them, and even you, Jackman, has a role to play. Sarah, it's great to have you. What a powerful show today. I was sharing something interesting with you that I was listening to a mantra uh, for about an hour this morning, and I totally lost track of what I was doing. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> I mean, I, just what... want to w- I want to wish you a happy birthday on air. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I was, I was so, ingr- I was so, I don't even have the language for it. No. And you've studied this your entire life. <laughs> and I'm like getting ready for the show. And, you know, I've have some of this music and I've listened to this regularly years ago, but I hadn't done it in a while. Yeah. And this morning I walk out of the house. I don't have my headsets. Uh, it was fascinating what happened. Uh, I hope you can help me today. 
Well, Sanskrit's certainly very powerful. I'm sorry that you walked out of the the house without your headset. That that doesn't have to happen, but I can understand. Right. It is it is transporting. That's for sure. Well, it's not only me. Linda walked out without her earrings. We had to turn the car around so she could go back in and get her earrings. Right. I, I can assure you that if you stick with it, it it does settle down so that you can get it all together. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you know, listen, I can't. I can't even imagine. We're going to talk about your life's journey, and we're going to talk about what this journey meant to you. You know, the study of this and why it's so relevant to the world. You know, many of us understand, and we have heard poetry and you you know uh, uh, amazing, amazing messages from people that are more commonly known in the world. Mm-hmm. But this is today's message of understanding the power, isn't it? Yes. Um- I mean, it seems so, to to our logical thinking mind, it seems so unlikely to be sitting here talking about some ancient (laughs) language and and its power and relevance today, especially in relation to conscious confidence. These these seem like sort of parts that we're going to put together into a picture that don't seem to fit. But um, it is interesting, the pop culture references that you mentioned um in all these different walks of life people have uh turned to sanskrit and drawn from sanskrit and the question is why and there is just something inherent there's a mystery and a depth and a power and a beauty um on the face of it that sanskrit has that well in my experience nothing else comes near it um, you know, and you can listen to a beautiful mantra or, or prayer being chanted or sung and it takes you, when you said there's, there's no words to describe it, it, yeah. does take, it takes you to that realm of consciousness within yourself that is beyond all the chatter in the mind, beyond all the unsteady feelings, it just takes you right back to yourself and it does that immediately. Um, and, you know, that is one of the immediate comments I can make about the power of Sanskrit. It is, it's unparalleled. You know, it's funny because we were, uh, we, you and I talk every week and, you know, what you're doing and bringing to the forefront. And later on the show today, we're going to talk about conscious confidence and we're going to talk about the fourfold energy. We're going to talk about what you've created to help people not just understand the dynamic of living today, but to live powerfully, to live brilliantly, right? And to live fully. And I was, I have to tell you, Sarah, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about some of these iconic folks that we know now out there, but the tattoo parlors cannot keep uh, enough knowledge in in (laughs) Sanskrit to all the people that want tattoos. That's true. So tell me, what is the infusion that's happening now? What do you make of this? Everything from, and you're going to talk about the Beatles. You've got a really cool story on you, Jackman, to share too. But what do you make of this energy? Um, oh, look, I, 
Whilst we can see the opposite, which is the energy proliferating out, especially through technology, you know, and technology has got its uses, like we're talking now on other on opposite sides of the world. So that's wonderful. Thank you, technology. But the the draw that Sanskrit has is, I think, is just a natural yearning that people have that we all feel to get back to the the truth of ourselves, to true meaning in our lives. And whilst there's so much that's constantly changing, it's like a little fashion industry of ideas constantly turning over and what's popular one year, three years later, is completely outmoded. Um, Sanskrit has a timeless wisdom that is contained within it. It doesn't change. Linguists call Sanskrit a dead language. Well, that's only their uh, definition, that it, yeah. it's, not, it's not changing anymore. But it's very much alive. It's very potent. It's just because it's unchanging, it means it's got all its power and meaning intact. It's not corrupted in any way. So that's why you can listen to anything in Sanskrit and connect with it fully immediately. And it, it has a pre profound transformative effect. Yeah. You know, we're talking about, and I wasn't kidding, I, we're talking about uh, uh, Beckham. Uh, you know, I was looking yes. in getting ready. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, by the way, at Transformation Talk Radio, you're you're not only you're seeing um, um, Sarah on here, but you're you're probably also seeing a picture of Benny, too. But what you're seeing is you're seeing some of the images that we pulled together to demonstrate this. And then also during the break, we're going to be playing some music that demonstrates the beauty of the language. Um, on Facebook Live, you're actually going to see a couple of videos that we're going to play. And we're able to do this because this is an educational uh, segment. We're doing something that is about educating the world, about inspiring the world, that about having us, you know, take an energy and bring that energy forth in a way that's hard to describe. But where are all the different places that you've seen it used? Now, you've been studying this from a very young age, and you must have seen the Beatles, you must have seen Beckham, you must have seen yep. Madonna. I, yeah. I mean, are you thinking to yourself, do these people know what they're doing, or does it take on a life of its own? Uh, well, a bit of both, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, when I was very young, and I'm talking under 10, but when I was 10 and, and a bit older, um, there wasn't so much Sanskrit around. It was very much, you know, that's an Indian thing. But then slowly, slowly, well, you did have the, the Beatles in the late 60s meeting the Maharishi. Um, that was a thing. But then then this sort of rise of uh, the, the tattoos is a classic example. And I, I think you're, you're right. I, I mean, I think some tattoo artists need to actually go and study a bit of Sanskrit because there are some <laughs> Famous misspellings, which you know, you don't need a lot of knowledge to to see if you if you Google them up. It's it's well, I feel sorry for them. I hope they can get that corrected. If, <laughs> um, but you know, look, every every week, we, my husband and I were having lunch the other day, and a man came to to put our plates down, and he had a tattoo on his wrist there in Sanskrit, and I because I can read the text I immediately said oh what does that say and we had a conversation um but they're always 
things of deep meaning, the, pe- the, the, the tattoos, the thing that interests me is they're always things of deep meaning yeah. to someone, either, you know, someone they're deeply in love with and they see as their life partner like David Beckham um, or there'll be a prayer or, I mean, this gentleman had um, harmlessness and um, and fearlessness tattooed on his wrist. Yeah. And this is just a, a young man in Sydney waiting tables in a cafe, small cafe. Yeah, yeah. You know. So all, and I think everybody can think of examples like that where something has touched him, he wants some memory of something deep and profound, so he turns to Sanskrit and he tattoos it on his body as a sort of lasting reminder. Well, what I'm talking about in conscious confidence is deep in the heart. You don't even need it on your skin. It's deep inside you. Well, but let's talk about the idea of mindfulness and the other ways that we're demonstrating this. You know, sure. uh, when we go to break, we're going to play um, the mantra, uh, uh, one of the mantras we have here, but also movies. You know, people, who hasn't seen The Matrix? Okay, anybody? I don't know. Um, but the but But you hear that powerful music and you don't really make the connection about uh, what's really playing, right? right? But then the movie becomes a mega movie, yeah. right? So people like me think, well, yeah, you're going to play that mantra during your movie. It is going to become a mega movie. But uh, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, look, this Ayurveda is growing in popularity in the in the Western world as a profound and powerful healing uh, modality. And, I mean, that's an ancient, ancient uh, uh, text and teaching about medicine and health and the body and so on and so forth. Well, there's Ayurveda already in the West. Yoga, of course. I mean, what city doesn't have multiple yoga studios with everyone practicing mindfulness, meditation, pranas, asanas, everything? Um, And, of course, well, meditation itself is is everywhere and of course Buddhist texts and Hindu texts are in Sanskrit when I was studying at university there was an equal number of uh, people who were following Buddhism including a Buddhist monk and he came from Sri Lanka and he already had studied Sanskrit in Sri Lanka all the Buddhist texts in Sri Lankan and he came to Sydney to study all the Buddhist texts uh, the Sanskrit Buddhist texts through English Wow. I I mean, but there is something, isn't it fascinating, that we're learning about this timeless wisdom? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, we can say Sanskrit's ancient, but I would say it's timeless because Mm -hmm. the messages, the teaching, the power, the energy of it is as fresh and alive today as it was presumably thousands and thousands of years ago. The message is just as relevant now as it ever was. In fact, you know, I would say more so. So there's this timeless quality, and I think that's part of the attraction of Sanskrit and why people are turning to tattoos and they're making, you know, movie themes and everything. There's this um, almost otherworldliness about it, and it takes you there, and suddenly you're transported out of ordinary considerations into something far deeper, far stronger, much more powerful, something that's lasting, that's certain, and that you just naturally connect with and resonate with. I mean, it's beautiful. 
You know, I find this, but we're going to go to break and I know we're going to talk about your journey and we're going to talk about, you know, how you've come to not just learn this, but be in the energy of it. And now through conscious confidence, you know, you're being asked to teach others. You're around the world now and you're bringing this powerful message out. Um, You know, this, this understanding, this idea of, who we are inside is almost on the verge of being lost due to our, you know, sort of addiction to technology in the outside world and, you know, making sure we're pleasing on the outside. But there's a power in this, and we're going to hear it during the break. During the break, we're going to play a mantra song. You're going to recognize who the folks are, but if you're on Facebook Live, you're going to see the video so you'll know. Um, That touches the hearts and touched the hearts, took America by storm when these two folks arrived. So let's go to break. Let's have folks listen to this, and then we'll talk a little bit about it when we come back. As you take us on a journey on how this gift was given to you, Sarah Main, Conscious Confidence. Now, now please, watch the video on Facebook. Get quiet within and just see if what happened to me this morning happens to you. We'll be right back. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. 
Tune in to Mainstream Metaphysics Radio to harness your connection with the universe to effect change for optimal success and happiness. Name one of the country's top psychics. Eve now brings her insights and gifts to this weekly hit call-in show, joined by visionaries, leaders, and gifted others, but mostly you. Jot it down, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Best-selling author, spiritual life, and business coach Joe Nunziata brings his higher energy and no-nonsense style to people who are ready to make powerful changes now. Wake up, step up, power up with a shot of Joe. Join Joe the second and fourth Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for 30 minutes of high energy, no-nonsense, and powerful tools to make powerful changes. Visit joenuns.com. That's J-O-E-N-U-N-Z.com. Sarah, you, you've got to do it, right? <laughs> and, you know, for, for many people, we are so now listening to music, watching meditation videos. We're tapping into the soul nature of things in ways we haven't done before and yes. even not knowing it. Yes. Um, Sarah Main joining me here today. You're listening to Conscious Confidence, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Uh, we get to do this each month, and Sarah and I get to spend a lot of time together, which is awesome. Um, you know, she and I get to talk about something that is so powerful, and yet we come from very different beginnings. Tell us about yours. <laughs> <laughs> They've already heard about me. <laughs> um, well, I'm... I'm in Sydney, Australia, and um, my parents were from England. They were immigrants from England in, after the 1950s, a post-war. And, um, but they were always open-minded, interesting, interested, questing. They knew there was something deeper. And in the late 60s, they discovered the School of Practical Philosophy and they started philosophy classes and meditation. And I can remember Dad I was young, you know, I was under 10, I think I was about eight, something like that, and I can remember Dad coming home. Mum stayed home to mind us and and Dad went to check this place out and he went to the first night of philosophy and he came home and he said, this is it. Wow. We found it. And um, and they studied philosophy and meditation through the uh, School of Practical Philosophy and then through the what's called the Study Society, which is an allied then they're separate, but they're a similar, following a similar um, teaching and practice. And I, from the age of 10, I was asked if I'd like to join the classes and I wanted to, I was keen. And so I sat in adult philosophy classes every week um, and was introduced to meditation, uh, mantra meditation at 11. I was always asked if I wanted to do these things and I said, absolutely. And um Something in me, even though I didn't always understand the adult conversation, I just loved the the energy. I just connected with it. And when I started meditating, same thing. It, it just gave me access or kept me connected with something deep within myself that I've never lost. 
um, and that uh, carried me through my teenage years and so on and so forth. So, and the study in the School of Practical, Practical Philosophy uh, included Sanskrit because that was the source knowledge, the mother of languages, um, and we studied the Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, some, you know, so on and so forth, and we chanted them and we studied them. So we didn't just uh, listen to that beautiful, profound sound. We sung it ourselves, but we also studied the meaning in the words, and this was very, very important in terms of transformation and evolution of consciousness was actually delving deeper into the meaning the true meaning of words because we have uh, the meaning of a word is what it does and we you know we all have different meanings for things and that accounts for the different experiences that we have in our lives <clears throat> the same circumstances one person has one experience and another person has another experience now a lot of that's to do with the meanings that we place on things on words on experiences and the whole point of the study of Sanskrit was to get us back to the true meaning of things, to the depth, to yeah. something that doesn't change. Um, and we did that, and I just loved that. I, of course, couldn't get enough of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, I, the out, arising out of the philosophical studies was a day school called John Collett School in Sydney, and there are other day schools around the world, all from people studying philosophy and meditation. And we taught all the basic three R's, you know, all the academics quite rigorously, actually. Um, and we also introduced the children to basic mindfulness uh, and Sanskrit. And Sanskrit is, and it still is to this day, after 35 years, it is a core subject. Everyone studies Sanskrit. Um, and I taught Sanskrit. I was involved in the curriculum development right from the beginning. I got the course from a school in London and developed it, and I trained teachers in Sydney, and they did their own study as well. Um, and I taught for decades, and they're still doing it to this day. Well, they're on school holidays. They're on summer holidays now, but, you know, it's, it's happening. And the thing is I saw with children the Sanskrit works on the mind of the child. It's like studying Latin, just something simple their mind was brighter, they were more focused, they were more steady. And, of course, there's fantastic stories and fun in Sanskrit. It's it's the complete package, I tell you. It's the proton pill. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I got an experience of that this morning uh, yeah. as well. And, you know, part of this is the acknowledgement of all those that are bringing this message forward. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is I believe there's a hunger right now for self-realization, for Absolutely. a level of truth and meaning that... Yeah. Um, you know, people see people see polarities sometimes or contrast sometimes as, you know, the antithesis of bliss or joy. And, yeah. you know, it's hard to know what the light is, you know, unless there's a little dark, at least, you know, my, my life's experience. But this idea of self-realization is mm -hmm. also uh, embedded in the teachings as well. Yes. Tell us from your perspective what that means. Um, well, if you study the, the Upanishads, it, it, it is a complete wisdom but embedded, you know, up close and personal and, and front and centre is direct messages about full self-realisation, which is realising who you truly are. And it's not realising at an intellectual level. 
it's realizing it, it, to the very depth and core of your being who you actually are, not all the different roles that you play in a day, in a week, in your lifetime, because they change. One minute you're one role, and then in the next situation, the roles change, rightly so. That's the play of life. Um, you know, Shakespeare said all the world's a stage. I mean, there's role play all the time. Um, it's not the thoughts and feelings that we that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis because they're changing all the time. This is a deep knowledge of who you are. And the way I was taught was that it's a knowledge um, like you know your own name. You don't have to go around repeating your own name to remind <laughs> yourself, you know, my name's Sarah, my name's Sarah, my name's Sarah. <laughs> I don't have to do that all the time. I just know. You ask me, it's there. It's just a confidence. I just know that. Well, it's, an, it's a truth about yourself that is at that level, right? It's fundamental. Yep. And the thing is you can think you know what you are, who you are, but then who are you really? And, and the Upanishads and this ancient wisdom and timeless wisdom indicates that we are truly universal spiritual beings. We are manifestations of universal consciousness, limitless consciousness. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Sarah, we're going to talk about, you know, Sanskrit, you know, when we come back as the gateway to conscious confidence, because, yeah. you know, part of looking at this and looking at, you know, the the essence of of conscious confidence and how what you're bringing to the forefront is is really very unique. Um there is some people say in our society, I was listening to someone this um, last night talk about the degree by which people are not feeling whole. And, yeah. you know, I live in a place where the suicide rates here are the one of the top in the country. Mm -hmm. And this idea of not feeling whole or not being enough, yes. um, it permeates, I think, our society. Yes. So, you know, this is part of the teaching, creating conscious confidence to really understand the deep, deep meaning of that. When we come back, we're yes. going to talk about Sanskrit, the gateway to conscious confidence. Um, but let's go to break. And here's what we're going to do. Uh, for those of you out there, I want to make sure you know how to find out more about Sarah, even though you're seeing it on Facebook. For those of you that are listening, you can go to the website, sarahmane.com. Uh, and you'll find a lots about conscious confidence, about Sarah, about her work, about her coaching programs. When we come back, we're going to talk about conscious confidence. And during the break, if you're on Facebook, what you're going to see is how these this ancient Sanskrit showed up in one of the leading blockbuster movies a decade ago. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, 
values and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Curious about the meaning of life? Do you want to deepen your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. The school also organizes group meditations each year to benefit humanity. Whether you're just beginning to reflect on the spiritual side of your life or are a more experienced spiritual seeker, the school warmly welcomes you to join our group. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit esotericstudies.net. That's esotericstudies.net. Chances are you've been on your conscious journey for many years and you've learned a lot about manifesting a wonderful life. But if you are like many others on their spiritual paths, you may still have some area of your life where you're feeling stuck. Perhaps you've read many books, attended lots of workshops, listened to many programs, and done plenty of inner work, and yet there is still something you'd like to change. With all the information out there, it may be hard to see the forest for the trees. Do you want to get a bird's eye view of that forest so you are empowered to navigate more effectively? Do you want to know the key to positive change and develop a personalized strategy for creating the changes you desire? Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for a four-week webinar series beginning January 9th. Start your new year right and embrace the vibration of change. For more information, visit christineupchurch.com. That's christineupchurch.com or call 425-999-9836. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Hey, everybody, welcome back. For those of you that are listening and watching, I just want to say what you heard and what you watched was a a bit of an excerpt from uh, The Matrix, the movie The Matrix. And Sarah, you were talking about this earlier. Um, People say, "What, what, what do you mean The Matrix? Why is The Matrix? What does that got to do with ancient Sanskrit? But it does have to do with the way that our culture is looking at presenting messages. And this happens to be a message through a movie, but a message of mindfulness and much more. I mean, isn't this what we're seeing now more and more and more in the distribution of, of messages and meaning 
in multiple cult- cultures around the globe. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and thank goodness we've got Sanskrit to draw on. But, yeah. you know, they everyone wants something powerful, then more powerful, even more powerful. And, you know, in the end, it's inevitable. You're going to end up back in Sanskrit. You just can't help it because it <laughs> is the most powerful. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and this quite natural and timeless search for meaning, um, Sanskrit's, you know, and you'll hear me bang on about this, but Sanskrit has all the meaning and potency and power intact. Uh, and that's the benefit of it being, as linguists call it, a dead language. Um, it's not really dead. It's just it doesn't change. It's not changing. Oh, it's I not see, even, yeah. Uh, you know, English, we've got words in our common currency in English like, um, I don't know, twerking and texting and, or you know, just technology in the last 20 years has brought all these words into the into common currency in English that weren't there certainly when I was growing up, and I'm sure the same for you. So English is evolving in that way. Wonderful. Um, sometimes it's the evolution and the proliferation of, of words is uh, obscuring clearer meaning, and that's showing in how people understand and how they uh, live their lives, how they build their lives, how they create their lives, their experience is based on the meanings that they have in their mind and their heart. And the thing is with Sanskrit and how I was trained was to take um, a word and to go back to its deepest, deepest levels of meaning. And that tells you, it informs you about what to do to evolve a bold and creative and beautiful life that's limitless and powerful. And this is the direction of self-realisation. And in Sanskrit, you can always, well, in any story, in any text, there are four levels of meaning. That's just a a known way of approaching story and interpretation. You've got the literal level, the lesson, the moral level, the lesson, um, the symbolic level, and then the sort of personal, spiritual, transformational level in any story. <clears throat> and the thing is we were taught, and certainly the way I've approached conscious confidence is it is in exactly the same way. I took all the key words around confidence and um, and one of them, which I've, I really, truly knocked me off my feet when I first read it was about the word victim because you hear victim all the time in my coaching work is victim 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 and it's just everywhere and when I went back to Sanskrit what is the Sanskrit word for victim well mostly in Sanskrit you'll find there's multiple words for things but the theme throughout it kept coming back to the Sanskrit word pashu pashu means an animal and it's specifically in the Sanskrit in relation to victim meant um, a sacrificial animal. So not an animal roaming free um, out in nature. This is an animal that's trapped. It describes an animal being bound because there's a lot of references to bunta, which is to be bound, tied up. So you can't move. You're an animal. So already you've got the distinction between human and animal. So you've sacrificed in being bound, you've sacrificed one of the crowning glories of a human being, which is the power of wisdom and um, of reason. So there's that stark contrast. This is all in the the image that's being painted of victimhood. 
So we just need to get down into the energy of this. Imagine an animal that's bound and is waiting for the priest's knife to slaughter it, to sacrifice it for the benefit of the priest yeah. or the person creating the sacrifice. Yeah. So just take take that image and, and then look at that and you consider, well, what's happening when we're in victimhood? Mm. One, well, everyone knows you're completely powerless, but do we realise we are as powerless as an animal that's bound? Yeah. Ready to be sacrificed. What is that binding? And usually... In our cases, it's the whole story around um, around the emotional setup that's yeah. keeping us bound. It could be jealousy. It could be something terrible that's happened to us. But usually that's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And your freedom is getting past that story because that story is the, the binding agent. Think of the animal being tethered and bound. And the thing is... In victimhood, nothing will change, not one thing. It is completely fixed and you derive no benefit from giving yourself over to yeah. that binding. Yeah. Not- yeah, during the break, you and I were talking about Tina Turner and yeah. uh, and I didn't know that I wasn't in still uh, until I started to bring and we're going to listen to some of her 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 late latest music where she is today. But if you go yeah. back and you see the biopic, if you go back and see the story of Tina Turner, everything you've just described, you yeah. can pinpoint when you look at her early life and literally could see how she was tied or shackled you know, to a relationship, to an abusive one. And certainly if you follow the story through, you're going to see what her awakening was about, what her enlightenment was about. But boy, she had to be beaten, had to be abused, literally like you're describing. Um, But to emerge quite free, different and powerful. Yeah, and she had to shift Shift that meaning that she had in that situation. Shift the meaning she had of herself, of her situation. And, you know, that is the ultimate move from victim to victor. And that is very much um, covered in, in the Conscious Confidence course, which we could talk about later. But, you know, to take the image, say, of, uh, that's painted in Sanskrit of this uh, tethered animal down to the, the symbolic level um and then to the personal transformational level the sanskrit covers all of that and i was taught how to actually understand those levels of meaning when looking up simple words in sanskrit because you can take the the literal level which is what you do at university you're translating texts um and and you're looking up things in the dictionary but then the the philosophical studies were was where we took it to a much, much deeper level because the whole purpose of this was full self-realization. Yeah, and, you know, I think what I'd like to do here for both Benny and for Carter is I'd like to skip the break uh, so that we can continue to talk about this because, you know, the 
the the most significant aspect of this for people listening is the point of empowerment how empowering this is you know we don't really make the relationship right when we talk about ancient sanskrit the timeless wisdom and the level of empowerment but clearly when you take a tina turner story and there are many 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 um we're looking at how we can take the elements of what you've learned and Mm -hmm. the true meaning of this to create our lives today. See, isn't that the bridge you're building to be able to do that? Absolutely. Um, I I mean, I've, the the whole talk about victim is quite stark and it's a good one to illustrate Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, but you know, Sanskrit will give you all the knowledge you need via Sanskrit, all the knowledge you need um, to be completely free and strong and powerful and live boldly and creatively um, and express your full potential yeah, um, yeah, by getting beyond any limits. But, yes, absolutely, so that is what I've done with Sanskrit and with conscious confidence is go back to the true meanings, the, the deeper meanings using the Sanskrit. I had all my dictionaries out. I had all my grammar books out. <laughs> uh, and and I just went back. And the thing is, once I started looking, it was all there. And the mm. brilliant thing about Sanskrit, this is how I was taught, is it, it it describes all of this and then it tells you what to do. And that you turn from victim to victor immediately. Once you actually start taking action within yourself, you are your victor immediately. Mm-hmm. You have broken free of the bonds of victimhood. Well, you've also created the fourfold energy of, of conscious confidence, too. Yes. And, you know, that's what you're talking about. When you went back and you looked, what came yes. forward was what we're talking about now. Tell us about the fourfold energy of conscious confidence, because this is the way that we could, you don't just have to try to wrap your minds around it, but there's actually an idea that turns into an action that yes. helps. And when you look at Tina Turner, and there are many, many others. There are many other stories, you know, that we know about, and there are many that we don't know about, where people have gone through these, the you know, these next things we're going to talk about and created an amazing life. Yeah, thank you. the The fourfold energy. When I looked up the word confidence, I kept asking myself, "What does confidence actually mean?" You go to the (laughs) English, went to the English dictionary, look it up. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I then looked up 74 different synonyms for uh, for confidence, English synonyms for confidence, and I'd look and I could see they grouped into sort of different energies. And fine, but what does it actually mean? What do I do to develop confidence that is lasting and certain? So that's the cue for Sanskrit. So I went straight back to my Sanskrit dictionary, English to Sanskrit. I found 12 different words for confidence, and I looked them all. thoroughly researched all of them and then I noticed when I started grouping those together because I grouped the English synonyms the 74 English synonyms together and but then when I started looking at the Sanskrit and I sat back I had pages and pages of notes this took me a few days to do and then when I sat back and looked at it they started quite naturally grouping themselves into four distinct energies four Um, And I thought, wow, this is interesting. And when I started looking at what these different energies are, it was very, it suddenly, it was the lights went on. I suddenly realized, oh, I get it. Okay. There are four, imagine a stool with four legs 
if you don't have one of those legs, the stool will fall over. Um, and the, there's the fourfold energy. The first one is focusing. You need to actually give your attention. The second yeah. one's un uniting, bringing together. If there's divisiveness within yourself, you will not find confidence. So focusing, uniting, then simplifying. It was so clear to me. You need to be able to let go of the unnecessary, that which covers and confuses. You need to keep your attention and stay with the essentials and leave the non-essentials. So we've got focusing, uniting, simplifying, and then the last one, which is the real kicker, is the energizing. That's the dynamic, creative, enthusiastic energy. So we've got focusing, which has a firmness to it. Uh, then we have the uniting, which brings together any div divisiveness. We have simplifying, which lets go of anything unnecessary, sticks with the essentials, and then energizing, which is dynamic and creative. So that fuse, F-U-S-E, that's the core program in the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. And it's all based on very, very simple, practical things you can do. It's self-directed. You know, one of the things that um, folks are talking about on Facebook Live, you know, they're talking about the fact that everything shifts and transforms. Yeah. And, you know, the language uh, and, and the, ch the chant, you know, the way to express this language really does create a vibrational shift. It creates an energetic shift. You know, yeah. I gave an example this morning of, you know, maybe it sounds a little silly to some people, but, you know, preparing for this show, you know, d did something, right? Vibrationally yes. affected me, you know, oh, yeah. in a way that I, I probably didn't seem like I was focused enough or, you know, was not quite on the planet. Although I have that reputation anyway, I'm just going <laughs> to say right there. So, I mean, that's like... That's like not even being in another galaxy once I go in that space, right? Um, <laughs> it is your birthday. <laughs> it's right. And today is my birthday. Uh, and so, you know, part of this is not just allowing this, but left to myself without guidance and direction as to what to do with it. Yeah. I'm not I, I I'm not sure the energy has a place to go. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, that uh, you have to be careful with things that are so potent and powerful like Sanskrit because, as you say, you, you walk out the door and you couldn't remember <laughs> whether you got things, you know. I mean, it, it affects people differently. But there is certainly that degree of potency and more in Sanskrit. And, and fine, you know, that's wonderful. There are times where we do, do need to just um, let go and surrender into that profound energy. The thing is about all those experiences, they are fundamentally transitory. They're just different states and states change. Um, and the whole point about self-realisation, the whole point of conscious confidence is to be connected to the truth of yourself that doesn't change. And then all these experiences, you can have profound experiences, wonderful, but they will shift and change. They are transitory. Mm. Mm. as is the whole of life, the whole of the creation. It's transitory. It's coming and it's going. Um, all forms come and they go. They come and they pass. So the thing is about confidence, you need to have something 
you need to have your confidence. You need to be confident in something that doesn't shift. Then you can enjoy the passing play of life, of experiences, the highs, the lows. You can enjoy it all. But um, without that connection to something certain and true and unchanging, then you're just moved around all over the place and, and the experience is not necessarily so blissful. Um, and the thing is with conscious confidence, it is grounded in in practicality. My approach is always you need something that's easy, simple and practical and also profound. Otherwise, you're talking about something that's superficial. If it's not profound, it's probably superficial. If it's not easy, simple and practical, then it's difficult, complex and ultimately useless. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, really. Um, and and the thing is, with um, one thing I learned from my and I'm eternally grateful to my coach training for this, was to use questions. Um, we, we did this in philosophy studies, but certainly coach training, coaching was all about asking the client questions so that the answer rises from them and they, they maintain and keep their own power because if someone's telling them everything all the time, ultimately that's disempowering. And um, so I've built the Conscious Confidence Program around that. Yes, there's information I'm presenting because you need new information, but then the actual practical program, the FUSE program, F-U-S-E, Focusing, Uniting, Simplifying, Energizing, is all based on simple practice and then lots of questions and you can make up your own questions there'll there'll be other questions rising in yourself and so it's self-directed the knowledge comes from you and as you're doing that you're going deeper within yourself and you are connected with that which doesn't change because there's all different types of confidence you can be situationally confident because you've done something a lot of times but you change the situation are you still confident Exactly. Um, you know. Exactly. You know, I had a perfect example of this over the weekend, but I don't want to take time, you know, going into that because you're going to share right now a traditional prayer. Yes. To really bring <laughs> this full circle. Yes. Um, the thing that I know, though, is, and I've learned it the hard way, is once we experience this, once we go through and experience these levels of awakening, awareness, meditation, and mindfulness, once we do that, yes. there's no going back. No. Yeah. There's no going back. And the idea is once we experience some level of freedom from some limit, the idea is not to go back and recreate that limit. No. <laughs> and no. you need to maintain your awareness for that and increase it so that it's evolving. Mm -hmm. Well, thank yep. you for a great show, Sarah. Thank you for thank all you. that you do. Thank you. I'm going to sing one. It's from the Brihadaranyaka Upanishad. It's a very simple prayer. We taught this to the children and I learnt it in class as an adult. Om Asatoma Satgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And it means lead me from the unreal to the real. Lead me from darkness to light. Lead me from death to immortality. May peace and peace and peace be everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
Sarah, thank you so much for today. Sarah Main, everyone. Uh, you can find out more about Conscious Confidence at sarahmain.com. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you. All right, everyone. We're going to take a short break on Transformation Talk Radio, but another hour coming up. Thank you all for tuning us, for tuning us in and turning us on. Thank you for listening to Conscious Confidence with Sarah Main. Join us next month on Transformation Talk Radio for more timeless wisdom with Sarah's exciting and innovative approach to living. Discover more joy, freedom, and step into your limitless potential. For more information on Sarah Main and her work, or to listen to past shows, visit sarahmain.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.